wind slithers through the limbs of a fir tree as you creep along the drive up to a large cabin standing in the clearing. You've heard the legends of this place. Legends too sinister and evil to think of. As Highway 89 disappears behind you and the cabin fills your vision, you are overwhelmed by a feeling of hopelessness and depravity. To your left, you see a swimming pool. You head towards the swimming pool and turn on your spirit box. As the psh, 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 psh begins, you hear a whine as you approach the pool. The whine begins to grow and you hear several cries. Children's cries. This quiet retreat hides a hideous secret, one you are unlucky enough to encounter. Behind you, the shadow of a hooded woman rises to cover the light of the moon. You've arrived at St. Anne's Retreat. Another reason we don't look in the trees. My fine forest friends, I'm Abby, and you've been warned. Today's suggestion comes from Abby Krumpf, who said that the origin story of this location differs from person to person. What is agreed upon is the location of this, which is St. Anne's Retreat, aka the nunnery, outside of Logan, Utah. Originally Hatch's Camp, this location is a silent escape overlooking Logan's Canyon. It dates back to 1910, when Hezekiah Eastman Hatch a wealthy businessman from the nearby town of Logan, built the first cabin at this site. He and his wife, Georgia, enjoyed the camp until 1919, where they passed it down to their son, Lorenzo. He and his brother-in-law, Floyd B. Oldham, expanded the camp to be a full-blown summer camp for their numerous friends and family. In the 1950s, the camp was donated to the Roman Catholic Diocese. You're probably asking the same thing I am. Wait, this is Utah. Shouldn't have been the Church of Latter-day Saints? Well, they were offered, apparently, and weren't interested. Maybe they got bad vibes. This was when the retreat was officially renamed St. Anne's Retreat. It was used as a vacation destination for the nuns from the Sisters of the Holy Cross and the Benedictines in Salt Lake City. It again changed hands in the 1980s and became a youth summer camp for the Boys Club of Weber and Salt Lake Central City Community Center. Thirteen years later, it was privately owned. St. Anne's Retreat was added to the National Registry of Historical Places in December of 2006. To paint a picture of what this place looks like, picture this. Eight miles up Logan Canyon and ten miles away from town, the compound sits on the grounds of Cache National Forest. There are 21 buildings in total, including two main lodges, six smaller cabins, a playhouse, a pool, and a pool house, as well as the ruins of a small theater and a horse stable. The entire complex is surrounded by a thick forest of pine and fir trees. To get there, you need to cross a bridge over a ravine beside Highway 89. It's truly spooky. If you don't have the ability to visit, just look up pictures of this place. It's a deserted summer camp like something straight out of Friday the 13th. Jason Voorhees, eat your heart out. We're going to take a look into this folklore of this location, but I want to warn you first. I'm going to be talking about children being orphaned and harmed. If that's too much for you, you may want to fast forward. Now hang on, this one is the real deal. Many rumor that the real reason this nunnery was in business was because the Catholic Church was hiding nuns who had broken their vows of celibacy and had become pregnant. They would go to St. Anne's Retreat, have their babies, and then the child would be adopted off and the church could save face. 
Others have said that the truth was much, much worse. The way one version of the story goes, one of the nuns had had enough. She would not let her child be taken away from her, and she would escape. Church image be damned, she would not let the same thing happen to her little baby. She decided one night to run off into the forest. The others followed her, determined to stop her betrayal. Hearing them getting close, she decided she would have to hide her child and make a break for it. Placing her baby in the bushes of the underbrush, she ran away, hoping that the mob would come for her rather than the child. The voices were trailing off in the distance when she decided to go back and retrieve the baby, only to find the swaddling cloth was blowing in the wind, stuck to the limbs of a nearby tree. The baby was nowhere to be found. In desperation, she ran back to the nunnery to find her sweet baby drowned in the pool nearby. Overcome with sorrow, she joined her baby in death by drowning herself in the same pool. Like I said, it's a rough story to say the least. Since that day, those who have been brave enough to explore the site have reported the sounds of children crying, seeing an apparition of a nun patrolling the grounds as if looking for her lost child. A group of teenagers decided to visit St. Anne's Retreat for Halloween in 1997 to find out for themselves what all the hype was about. They didn't expect what they would find when they arrived. At 4.30 a.m., they were ambushed by armed guards who were protecting the retreat. They were held at gunpoint. The teens were herded into the very same swimming pool that the legend had claimed where the nun was drowned. There, they were tied together at the necks, handcuffed, and threatened by the guards until the police arrived. The teens even claimed that the guards had fired their guns over their heads to intimidate them, and even slung racial slurs at one of them. Although the teens were trespassing, this had become a landmark case for trespassing law in the United States. Eventually, charges were dropped and the six gunmen were charged with aggravated assault. The land, after all, was being rented from the U.S. forest by the retreat's owner. What's very strange about this whole story is why the location was being guarded by such dangerous men in the first place. What needed to be guarded there? Why did they need to be guarded so aggressively? To me, it seems that there could be some truth to the legend if it had to be guarded. Nonetheless, the secret of the nunnery is shrouded in secrecy. The current owner has a sign posted with warnings that the complex is under constant security and any trespassers will incur fines. I will be posting the sign to the show Instagram so you can all see it after listening. Well, what do you think? Could the legend of the nun and her lost baby have any truth to it? Have you driven past this haunted retreat? Maybe even breached the no trespassing signs? Let me know. Send an email to dlittpod at gmail.com. We're always looking for new places to research for upcoming episodes. What stories do you have? Have you seen something undeniable? Heard something unbelievable? Felt something undescribable? Well, send those stories in too to dlittpod at gmail.com. If you want more content, follow me on TikTok at Abby underscore Sabota or on Instagram at Don't Look in the Trees. I also have merch if you need to warn your friends of where not to look. You can find that linked in the show notes. Thanks for listening to another episode, my fine forest friends. I've been Abby, and you've been warned. Don't look in the trees. Bye bye <laughs>